Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. I have made a harsh discovery that I don't mind sharing. Okay, because these are gossip-free and judgmental-free conversations. There comes a point in everyone's lives that they're going to have to stop, take a zoom out perspective, do a surround sound of their life, just kind of, you know, look left, look right, do all the things, and realize that their current life conditions are truly based on their previous decisions. There comes a time that someone can no longer blame everyone else. They can't blame the start that they had in life because they're so far removed from that particular start or that one particular circumstance in their life because at this point you are years removed, sometimes states removed, (laughs) sometimes phone number changes removed from the very thing that you're holding on to to say this is the reason why I have become this. And there comes a time that a person is just going to have to be real with if no one else themselves and say, I have settled here and deemed this to be the Mecca, the epitome, the utopic portion of my life. And I, this is just as good as it's going to get the good enough life. That is a scary mindset in my opinion, super scary because at this point in our generation and technology and E or the above, we see too many examples of people who win with way less than what we have. We see people winning in conditions that look like, Oh, I don't know how they made it out of that. We see people establishing exactly what their hearts desires. We see people that are happy and in predicaments that is just like, Oh, that's why we jokingly make, you know, statements like, you know, that's a third world problem kind of thing. And it's like, I don't think that we realize You have to have a certain kind of mindset to see that other people will pursue their heart's desires, that they are achieving them, they will get them, and you decided, yeah, but this is as good as it gets for me. That's different. And while that may not be as loud and voiceless in other people's lives, it it is seen in the areas of life silently, even if you're not speaking it. You ever looked at someone in a relationship and go, why is she still with him? I don't. I think life would have really served her up a better platter had she chosen a different partner. Why is he still with her? You can look in that man's face and see that he's tormented when he goes behind closed doors, that he actually chose from a place of lust. And that's why he looks like the life is being just zapped out of him. Like you ever looked at a man and was like, she don't even know how good, like it's hard in this street. She don't even know the gym that she has laying next to her. She's treating it like it's brass and she don't even know it's antique. (laughs) Like, oh my goodness. You ever looked at someone who, literally had components that you were like, yo, if I had those components, if someone else that I know had those components, we would be so far better in our walk and our plan and our, whatever you want to fill in the blank with, we would be so advantaged. Oh my goodness. Like if I had that, 
Man, listen. You have it would be it would be a wrap. Nothing else to say. I would be here, there, there, whatever the case may be. And I have just gotten to the point that I realized there's just certain people who just don't want it. Either because life has plummeted them in a way that is like Mike Tyson in its prime. Or if they have just been convinced because they don't see enough examples or they just don't see anything that's relatable to them. They just don't believe that it can happen for them. And I am, my heart goes out to to those kind of grandbabies. Because it's, I just dare to believe that God can do anything with anyone. I believe that if you submit whatever your heart's desires is to him, that he'll just whisper back in your ear, I'm the one that put it there in the first place. So let's get together and co-create what it is that I put in your heart because what's in your heart was actually in the palm of my plan for you. So let's go ahead and, and, and do this together. I believe that God can do anything exceedingly abundantly. I'm just, you know, one of those grandbabies that believes when my dad says something, because he's not a man that he should lie. So when I see people actively settling in places that they were just supposed to nap in, when I actively see people settle in places and positions and relationships and things that it's like, that was just supposed to be a resting spot. You made it a home. No, you were just supposed to pull over there. You wasn't supposed to just lay down your, your life and, and just, Look at your purpose like, eh, I'd rather not. There is something in that that kind of like, I don't, come on, say these say I don't get it. And I think to blame for this particular thing is, mm, I think social media has, has its perks, right? And I'm trying not to judge because somebody's grandbaby is a good grandbaby, but you know, it's just like, wow. I'll tell you where this is coming from. There's a particular person that I met some years ago. Our children went to the same daycare. You know, I pause, you know, I actually walk around certain things because the grandbabies will remain nameless. Yup. We do not gossip because I'm trying to pull the message. I'm not trying to be messy. You understand? Okay. So just like follow me and let's not look to our left to our right. And she had a, you know, tough kind of relationship with the, with her children's father. She was with him for a decade. He continued to step out. She wanted to have a ring. He didn't want that. They kept having the back and forth. She's one of the grandbabies that puts all the business on face. I mean, she made the app her diary. God bless her. And I mean, like literally the following is just like, can I hide most of this? Like, honestly, trying my best not to even go on the app because I'm just like, this is sad. (laughs) And I know if I unfriend you, it's going to hurt you more, more than it relieves me. But I went and hide your post. You still a problem. This is ridiculous. Okay, great. So it got to, you know, dating other people and then that doesn't work out and going back to, you know, the, the dad and E or the above. And I guess it got to the point that in somewhere in her mind, she just felt like, you know what, gave this dude a decade, two children, super committed, E or the above. And that wasn't worth 
giving her a ring because her heart's desires loud and clear was she wanted to be married. Do you know what she proceeded to do within a mm, two to three year time frame? All of a sudden I see a post that says any one of my Facebook friends wants to get married, meet me at the courthouse on February 9th. Now, I thought it was LOL, but I said, hmm, because self said self. I said, huh, this is a little early for April Souls," And I was like, yeah, but ain't no way. <laughs> so all the comments, we were, we were one as a grandbaby unit. We were one. I didn't say anything. Um, I, I, but under the comments, I probably did say something. I said something like, uh, no, I think I put a laughing emoji because I thought it was a joke. <laughs> And people were under there like, stop playing, you not with it, da-da-da, this, that, and the third. Do you know that there started to be an argument in the comments? Because someone else who we're mutual friends with was like, this is not the way. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and tell you now. This is not the way, don't do it. And she was like, I'm not waiting for love no more. I'm just going to step out on faith and I'm going to do it this way. And it started to be argumentative. So again... Self and I were like, mm, it is a little early for the fools of the Aprils because it's definitely February. Do you know she went ahead and got married? Um, yeah, I'm just trying to make sure. Uh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. You know what? To each his own. C congratulations. So on that comment, I said something. I said, oh, thought you were kidding, uh, but you know what? Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Because I had to make sure it was under 140 characters and that I'm, I am very sensitive to telling someone uh, something about their lives that I'm not going to help, assist, or uh, support in any way. I understand that my comments and my addition should be just an extra sprinkle. If I didn't help you bake that cake, I don't want to have nothing to say about the cake. The cake is not for me to eat in the first place. So as long as you wasn't bringing that to my life and into my home, into, I have very limited things to say unless you ask me okay other than that I'm very much looking around oh this is cute and I'm walking back out but it's cute for your house okay that's just how that goes so I kept it real cute real brief kept it whatever a couple of months later she posted a cake you know how people make the realistic like hands or like the baby like top and stuff and you're like oh that looks realistic so there was a realistic hand follow me because I'm a I'm a uh, a good grandbaby flipping the bird mhm mm the hand had the uh middle finger projected with a wedding ring on it and uh it said she did but now she don't and she was inviting people to the party to celebrate that that particular process of trying to get married in that way didn't work. Okay. I mean, you know, shocker, not so much. <laughs> uh, you know, it was like uh, getting m married at first sight, kind of like, you know, before it got 
popular, I guess. I don't know. Oh, okay. So one would think like, mm, slow down, doing too much. Let me just, whew, there's a lot going on. Is that, um, but like the SpongeBob grandbaby said, um, one to two years later, she did it again. If I'm making this up, I, listen, okay, the Bible says just let your yes be yes and your no be no. Anything beyond that is sinning. I am telling you that this is truth. <laughs> and wow. So once again, going about her, she, she not, now at this point she's got a home. She's uh, mortgaged out. She got added new puppies to her life. Like just a lot of like additions. Like, okay, you can clearly tell. It is amazing, pause. It is amazing how obvious brokenness is when you reach the level of healed. Like I can look at that situation and see something completely different because I know what it looks like to make decisions from brokenness. It looks impulsive. It looks irrational. It looks emotional. And it looks defensive. And so while everybody else may look at this like, oh, this is LOL, I actually, like, my heart went out to her like, dang, this is, hmm. And I'm saying this, remember what I just said, because I'm getting ready to tell you the following. She's originally from another state. And so I guess in the midst of going back home, she did the whole thing again. Who, which one of my Facebook friends wants to go ahead and do, and gets married secretly uh, to a person that lives in her home state? What does she do from there? She relocates. So people were under the comments like, um, didn't you just get mortgaged and this, that, and the third and blah, blah, blah. And again, it was battle of the like, who, who coming against love? Like, okay, cool. Uh, a year later, best husband in the world, all these other different things, yum, yum, boohoo. And then literally two weeks later, it was, um, explicit, uh, beep, uh, to love and that divorces are difficult. She can't wait till this one is over. Pause, rebuke that name of Jesus. Oh my gosh. And I was like, so, and I'm, I'm going somewhere with it. I was like, what is it about your life that makes you choose the way that you're choosing and then blame it on an entire concept that you have no idea about. You have literally done some things like you got to look at your life and, and say, you know what? I have partaken in some activities that have not yielded the fruit that God wants for my life. I have partaken in some perspectives that may not serve me, but not one time, did I ever hear, see anything, this person say, I'm going to have to get to the root of why this is happening to me. I, and that would just be, you know, maybe that that's too much emotional intelligence to be expected of, of that level of brokenness. But brokenness indeed. And I'll tell you why I had to say that story. 
because that's definitely who <laughs> orchestrated this whole entire whatever. I was reading about the man in John 5 and could not, I mean, the symbolicness of the two. I literally was like, I have got to have this conversation. So we're going to have it. John 5, NLT. Jesus heals a lame man. I'm going to start from verse 1. After Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holidays, inside the city near the Sheep Gate was the Pool of Bethesda with five covered porches. Crowds of sick people, blind, lame, or paralyzed, laid on the porches. One of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. When Jesus saw him and he knew he had been ill for a long time, he asked him, who would you like to get well? I can't, sir, the sick man said. For I have no one to put me in the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. Jesus told him, stand up, pick up your mat and walk. Nine. Instantly the man was healed. He rolled up his sleeping mat and began walking. But this miracle happened on a Sabbath. Ten. So the Jewish leaders objected. They said to the man who was cured, you can't work on a Sabbath. The Lord doesn't allow you to carry that sleeping mat. 11, but he replied, the man who healed me told me, pick up your walk, your mat and walk. 12, who says such a thing as that? They demanded. 13, the man didn't know for Jesus had disappeared into the crowd. 14, but afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and told him, now you are well, so stop sinning or something even worse may happen to you. Pause. When I originally read this, I felt bad for this man. I was like, oh, him is a disadvantage. If he had more support, if he had someone to direct him, if he had, you know, anything else but his particular infirmity, then it just would have been something different. And then the Holy Spirit reveals something different to me. Because the Holy Spirit is very strategic in why he has all these different things documented to let you know what it is. He's like, God, I'm going to give you a lot of information. I'm going to show you that uh, there were five covered porches. I want you to know that there was a blend, okay? It was a crowd of sick people. It was blind. It was lame. They were paralyzed, laid on porches. One of the men were laying there, been sick for 38 years. He's letting you know there's a plethora. When Jesus saw him, verse 6, and knew he had been ill for a long time, he asked him, would you like to get well? Pause. Now, I thought that question was very peculiar. I said, I looked at the other versions and what it said that Jesus said. So NLT says, would you like to get well? NIV says, do you want to get well? And the New King James Version says, do you want to be made well? But in in all, the common denominator was, do you desire to even be well in this area of your life anymore? And I thought that to be strange, like, Jesus, what do you mean? D does he even desire it anymore? Like, that's kind of like a trick question. Like, well, of, would you think he was just laying there? Just like he did. I mean, and, and look how he follows up. I can't, sir. The sick man said, for I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up someone else always gets there ahead of me 
What was Jesus' response? Because, pause, I would have said, you know what, that makes sense. That's absolutely, you know, I apologize that you didn't have the family support that you felt like you needed to be further along. I apologize that you did not have the financial resources that you felt that you needed to get you started on whatever your purpose and calling is in your life. I apologize if you feel like nothing good comes from Nazareth, that that particular location that you're from, that hood, that whatever, you just feel like you had a rough start. You just feel like you, no one's helping you even get a better start. You feel like even though you're in motion, you ain't really doing nothing at all. And I apologize because it's all these external things. And if you had something better, if you had more people, if you had more money, if you had more education, if you had just started saving earlier, that you wouldn't be in this predicament. And while that makes the most sense, Jesus' response was stand up, pick up your mat and walk. And I was like, Jesus, why you was, you was kind of jalapeno with it. You don't think so? Like that was a little bit of spice spice. And then he opened my eyes. to why he didn't kind of pacify the man in that state, in that position. When I looked at verse 13 and 14, the man didn't know for Jesus had disappeared in the crowd. Pause. That's because he's trying to figure out who they were trying to figure out who healed him But 14. But afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and told him, now you are well. So stop sinning or something even worse may happen to you. Pause. Hmm. You mean to tell me this man just wasn't just laying there, you know, lame and helpless and nothing could be done? Like for 38 years, you would have thought that, bro, if, if you're not walking, if you're not, then for certain, you you just, you doing what needs to be done. For certain, you staying out the way, <laughs> you know, for certain, sin don't know you. I said, time out. Jesus, run that back one more again because it sounds like you saying that the man literally settled there and because that's as good as his life is going to get to him he started to produce things that didn't aid to his healing he started to live a life that was counterproductive to his progress so wait wait tell me that again Jesus but afterward Jesus found him in the temple and told him now you are well so stop sinning Or something even worse may happen to you. Now, pause. Now, sir, what were you doing for 38 years that you were more known for the sin that you were doing opposed to the support or the progress you could have been making to get healed? Here I am looking at your situation from afar, not through the lens of Jesus yet. And I'm like, oh, He's been there for 38 years. This is something that is super sad. And you know what? He probably tried. But like he said, every time that he tried, someone else gets ahead of him. But something had to have happened in his mental and emotional state that says, if I'm not going to be the fastest, then I'm just going to go ahead and live the life that feels good to my flesh. But it, it's weird to me to be in a place 
for almost four decades that you can see that it works for everybody else, but you settled in the fact that it don't work for you, that you can actually see people getting healed. You can see the angel come down at the certain season that he was appointed to do and trouble up the waters and do all the things to get the motion happening. And you settled in your mindset and said, it can, it happens for everybody else. It doesn't happen for me. It happens to people who are blind, but it can't happen to the man who don't walk. Like you mean to tell me people who have ailments worse than you, sir. You mean to tell me people who are further away than you are, sir. You mean to tell me you couldn't negotiate and do anything. I mean, at this point you're scamming because Jesus said, yo, stop sinning. Or something else worse is going to happen to you. So whatever it is that you're doing that you shouldn't have done, you couldn't have stopped in the midst of your scamming and said, well, let me go ahead and try to put up a plan. Since I scam, let me go ahead and put up a strategy that's going to yield the result of me not being on this mat no more. Like, sir, I'm, I apologize. This thing says blind, lame, or paralyzed. You mean to tell me paralyzed people were getting healed before you? You mean to tell me blind people getting healed before you? You mean to tell me after they, they get healed, you didn't stop somebody and be like, yo, for two pieces of silver, like I got you if you just put me close. Like none of that brought up your mind because he married a mindset in a and a perspective that did not aid or yield his progress. And you have to have something in you that is from a state of brokenness to see that everybody can achieve what you desire, but that it happens for them, but it can't happen for you. That is the foundation of brokenness. And it's so obvious because I've realized now that when Jesus asks a question, when the Holy Spirit provokes a question in you or provokes a kind of nudge in you to make you question certain things that you're doing, Jesus never asks the obvious question. He always asks the root because when Peter got out the boat and he started to sink, and Peter's like, Jesus, help me. It says immediately he reached down for Peter and looked at him and said, why did you doubt me? And you're like, sir, what does him sinking have to do with doubt? And be because Jesus didn't speak to the sinking, he spoke to the root of the issue. You doubted me. And whenever you waver, the Bible says that a double-sided man gets nothing from the Lord. It's like a man, he's to and fro, he's wavered, he's in the wind. And so that's exactly what's happening. So while we see, oh, there's a man sinking, no, Jesus see, oh, there's a man doubting. When we see, oh man, there's somebody who's been sitting there for 38 years and he hasn't had the support. You see a Jesus asking a simple question that gets to the root to the problem. Would you like to get well? Do you still desire to be whole? Is there anything in you that still wants to connect to this something different than this mat? Do you see that what you've been doing for almost four decades is not yielding anything that aids to your progress? Do you want to have a different level and perspective in life that is higher than just the, the levitation and the plateau of this mat? Would you like to get well? It's a fully loaded question that looks like somewhere along the line, you stop believing. Somewhere along the line, you've decided, I'm just going to get comfortable here. Somewhere along the line, you've just accepted this is just life. Until when? Forever? But how could you have had that mindset 
and your palate not change at all because of the fact that you can see other people achieving it. Something in you has to get rattled. Something in you. But that man was so married to his excuses, he didn't even answer Jesus' question. Would you like to get well? His answer, verse 7, I can't, sir, the sick man said, for I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. I'm sorry, pause. So do your arms work? Something works because how are you sinning? <laughs> Jesus said, so stop sinning or something else is worse going to happen to you. I wish the Holy Spirit would have gave me some insight on what the sinning was. But, but something in you works. Your hands work. You're, work. you're able to talk because you were able to give this excuse. Well, how is it that everything is working against you and nothing is working for you? Yet people in predicaments way less advantaged than you are winning, are progressing, are establishing that fill in the blank. But he married the, oh, I can't, sir. For I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. For 38 years, this man married the excuse that because he doesn't have someone to help him, then he will always be handicapped. Because someone else always gets there ahead of him. For 38 years? I'm sorry. All men are dogs? Mm. I'm sorry, the white man is still doing what now? Yeah, we're going to go there. I, I, so... The banks don't let you, what? I, after a while, instead of putting your life mode on sin, it should have been on strategy. Like, I, I'm I know there's a certain season and I can't strategize that, but I can make it that while everybody else is asleep, I'm getting a little bit closer to the pool. I ain't going to hold you. Then I'm not going to miss me this time. At this point, I'm putting a little bit of my robe in there. I ain't going to hold you <laughs> because we both going to get healed. I don't like, why is it that the scheming never works to aid to ultimate healing? Why is it that it's more broadcast to be flashy and all these other things, but it's not broadcast to really be made well. And I love the fact that we have a savior that sees right through that. He sees right through it. You're not handicapped. You're not helpless. It's not that, oh, poor woe is you. It's the fact that somewhere along you've laid down your desire to even want to be made whole anymore. And at some point, there has to be a level of self-reflection that says, did I stop believing that for myself? Did I stop believing that I can achieve my heart's desires with the help of the Holy Spirit? Did I stop believing that God is still trying to do a new thing in my life and that he will finish whatever it is that he started in me? Did I stop believing that Jeremiah 29, 11, that God has a tremendous future for me. He's great plan for me. He has a future and a hope, not for disaster. Did I stop believing that everything works for, 
together for my good. The way Romans 8.28 says, have I stopped believing that? And you know how you can, what the litmus test is to that question? Are your decisions now aligned to your excuse? Hmm? Yet his excuse was, I can't, sir. The sick man said, for I have no one to put me in the pool. And when the water bubbles up, someone else always gets there ahead of me. So that means that you stopped at one point. Let me tell you something about the human mind. Whatever you believe becomes your life. That's why God is so huge on, I need to make you a new person by renewing your mindset. If God can change your mind, if you allow God to change your mind, he will change your life. Changing your mind renews your perspectives. It gives you a new framework. Things that you thought you knew, he gives you revelation on. And you're like, oh, I had that backwards. My bad. And you're able to go ahead and put some forward momentum behind truth so that you can start to yield the fruit of what God intended for your life. But if you are married to excuses, if you are married to the fact that you don't, you get the, you know, the short end of the stick all the time, whatever your mindset has been married and fixed to, then that's pretty much the summation of your life. And I love the fact that we have a savior that's going to keep it a hundred with you. I'm not even going, I'm not even going to touch what you just said, sir. He ain't even do the like, so you're saying for 38 years that he, he was like, um, stand up, pick up your mat and walk. Stand up because if you would have just called out to me, <laughs> if you would have been like, Jesus, you here now, I know I can go ahead and get here. So I'm going to make you do what it is that you felt like couldn't happen for your life. Stand up. I'm going to make you pick up the thing that has cradled your excuse. Pick up your, pick up your mat. And then I'm going to make you do the one thing that you lost desire and hope in. Walk. Jesus didn't pacify him. He didn't massage the, you know what? And I know, I know it's been hard. None of that. Stand up for something, for yourself, for your beliefs, for your business, for your family, for your, whatever it is that you want. Stand up. Stop laying on this mat with these excuses. Stop laying on the mat of life with, oh, if I just would have had, you don't have it. And if you needed it in order to get to what God has for you, then he would have given it to you. But if you don't have it, then you don't need it. So instead of laying in the mat of your excuse, stand up. Pick up whatever it is that cradled you and allowed you to lay there and just listen to you. And you need to go ahead and start deleting some contacts because there's some people that just loves to go ahead and just see you just sweltering in your misery and all oh, this happened again and blah, blah, blah. Whatever it is that cradles your excuses, disconnect from that and walk because you had it in you all this time. Walk. 
Because you thought that it would never happen for someone like you. Walk. Because you thought it was too late. Because it's been 38 years. Walk. Because you thought that everybody else was advantaged but you. Walk. Because you thought that you could only do it if somebody helped you. So now by yourself, walk. You got to get to the place that you realize the only person holding you back, the only person holding you up, the only person that can change this outcome first and foremost is you because you got to ask God for some stuff. You got to be obedient from when he tells you to do some stuff. You got to go ahead and live a life that yields to him wanting to go ahead and trust you with more stuff, but he can't do any of that with you. If you are married to the mat, you cannot stay where you are. Especially if you've seen that it's possible for everybody else. That that can't even, that's not even good, good common sense. Ain't no way. That's like believing you'll never lose weight unless you get surgery. That's not true. Gastric bypass and all this other stuff, that stuff is new. You're going to have to probably be more disciplined than what you've been. But the only way is not, mm, you know, I got to get surgery. Because everybody in my family big. Everybody in your family eats the same way. You eat that heavy meal before you go to sleep. You eat all the things that's wrong. You eat all the things that don't even make you feel good, but it tastes good. Like, no, it's going to take a different discipline. It's not going to take a doctor for you to lose weight. Oh, you know, well, all the men that I die, I mean, they just say, no, no, no. All the men you choose. No, nobody, no, let me explain something to you. Nobody can't call you if you don't give them their phone number and nobody can't continue to call you if you don't put them on a block list. And there's just certain things. No, we just need to be real. You're attracted to a certain spirit and that certain spirit keeps finding you no matter what the social security number, no matter what the state is, you have to be real with, enough to yourself and say that spirit is attracted to the brokenness in you. So once you heal the brokenness, guess what? That spirit, you won't be attracted to it anymore. What do you mean it can't happen to you because of how much you make? Are you serious? So uh, mm -mm, you're not going to be able to tell me that because uh, low key Harriet Tubman was a millionaire. Oh, she was very wealthy. Yeah. And that was back in the times before any of the LinkedIn. Again, you cannot tell me anything in this time. We have too much technology, too much access to God and too many other examples to show us you married to a mat. I'm going to stand up and walk. I'm not going to hold you. If enough people were like, look, it's been real, but I ain't finna just be here speaking on the mat to you. Like this is, we doing this all day. We doing this all year. We coming up on 40 years of this. So this is more than 12 years of slave. I'm not going to be able to do it. If more people just change their palate to from regular, if regular is not producing no fruit that you want to continue to eat, then why are we eating here? I mean, let's just keep it a buck, shall we? So my challenge to you, if you have not noticed what it is already, can you be wise enough, brave enough, everything else enough to be able to identify, yo, I'm married to the mat. Rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Somewhere along the line, the desire of fill in the blank has been chipped away has been slowly faded away and I left it along the way some way. I don't know when, I don't know where within these couple of years, but it's definitely, wow. 
And just be able to face yourself enough to ask what Jesus asked the man. Do you desire to be well? Do you desire fill in the blank? Do you even desire it anymore? Because God can't even get to you what he wants you to have if you don't even have a, a taste for it. You don't even want it. Like, yo, can you at least be like, I mean, make it a thought. Give me a mustard seed worth of something in this area so I can bless you with abundance. Get to a place that you're able to identify that I just settle here because in my mind, I said, this is, this is just, it's good enough. And I made that life rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, we got to start changing up some stuff. We got to start doing some stuff different. And most importantly, it starts with us. And again, I don't know how you can be human, want something, see that other people get it, and just tell yourself it's not for you, though. Oh, that's not the Bible I read. I apologize. You may want to turn the, the version, uh, switch it from what, if you're reading and whatever that is, uh, switch it to the NLT because, like, no. No and more no, okay? All right, but listen, I feel like you got what you needed. Mm-hmm, you know what these conversations are. They are life-provoking conversations, conversations that not the average person is going to have with you, but who? Your favorite homegirl? You know the YouTube is popping, right? Huh? I said the YouTube is popping. Hmm? Created the number two multiply on the YouTubes. Created two multiply.com for all the things that are happening with all the things. And then we got the Patreon under Strive, the letter N, Inspire. Yo, it's going down, okay? Uh... I don't know what you need to do, but I know what I would like for you to do is check a couple of YouTubes out, check a website, Patreon. You know, you got some things to do. So I'm going to go ahead and let you let me go. Okay. We'll talk later. Of course. Later.